When it comes to training, what makes learning stick, and what allows it to slip? Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail, the podcast of the Retail Doctor. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs. In today's episode, I'm talking with Carol Lehman, CEO of Exonify, a Canadian e-learning company. You know, I've just partnered with Exonify to bring my sales training to a global audience. And we were able to talk about the importance of training your frontline staff and how to do it best. So let's get started on this important topic. So, Carol, I love Exonify today. We have just announced that um, the Retail Doctor and Exonify are partnering together to make a difference in training. And I just wanted to go back and uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into retail because you have a lot of experience. And then ultimately, how did Exonify come to be? And you have like a minute and a half. Okay. Well, I have actually my very first job, like many people, was in retail. And uh, so I got to experience firsthand a lot of the things that go on in a retail environment. Um, Really, you know, have been deep into it since the founding of Exonify eight years ago. And it started with our very first customer who was a retailer. And we were able to dramatically change the way that they um, trained, enabled uh, their associates that then supported the business. Okay, that all sounds great. But so tell me, I want to know, because you've, you've, it kind of fell into it, right? It was yes. this little, little yeah. app that wasn't even anything anyone thought of, yep. right? And then you find out later... Oh, we were on the cutting edge of neural learning. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what I want to find out. It was very accidental. And uh, I'm not allowed to say publicly the name of that client, but large retailer. And they were looking for a way to get a business result that came from the behavior of the employees. I was running another company, my last tech company, and was mentoring the founders of Exonify who had kind of accidentally conceived of this little app that an employee could get on, play a game, answer a few questions in topic areas that were relevant to the business. And it changed that business's bottom line by tens of millions of dollars in 12 months. So that was the start. I ended up buying the company and took that initial use case without understanding or realizing that the way in which that training was occurring was actually grounded in cognitive science. So all that was accidental and very happy coincidence. And that's actually the reason why it worked so well to change behavior. And ultimately, that's what all training is. People yeah. people think it's about a video or it's about something. No, it's, it's out to affect a behavior. Yeah. And when you understand that, that unless I master the behavior, you're not trained. Now, you also shared a story about um, a big client with a warehouse. I don't yeah. know if you're able to say them or not. So whoever they are, um, there was a large number. It was $100 million they were losing in some way. What yeah. was that? So as is the case with many retailers, large organizations with warehouses, they are extremely dangerous environments to work in. And so a typical retailer 
will incur uh, millions to tens of millions to hundreds of millions of dollars in OSHA reportable medical accidents every year that result from ladder safety incidents, back incidents, slips, trips and falls, forklift driving incidents. And they're very, very costly. Um, they get a lot of negative publicity around them. And so uh, this particular retailer, who has a, a strong culture of safety to begin with, was looking to augment their programs and really embed that in the mindset of everybody. So they used us with a goal to reduce those incidents in year one by 5%, which was a very a significant, huge, huge, huge amount of money. Huge amount of money. Um, in the So they did a, a initial test for six months. Uh, 5,000 people, eight locations, and the result wasn't 5%. It was 54% reduction of those OSHA reportable incidents. So, obviously, a tenfold. Yeah, tenfold. You should have written the contract, which gives a percentage of what we save you, right? You know what? We actually did go back and uh, try to have that conversation, and the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice try. Yeah. Should have thought of it before. Yeah, exactly. Because no one would have thought of that, though, right? <laughs> That's right. So so the brilliance of that and what I appreciate about the Exonify platform is it's re- you have retail, but you also do active shooter training or sexual harassment or oil and gas or yeah. all these different things that people... I think once you hear it and you say, oh, well, so you just have to train them. But that's not really what you do because you're changing the behavior yes. with something. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. We often um, call ourselves a behavior change company. And behavior, people do what they know. That's the bottom line. They do what they know. And when that knowledge becomes second nature to them, they do it without actually even thinking yeah, about it. That's and mastery, that is right? the key. That is mastery. So the way in which you get people to remember things as quickly as humanly possible is actually grounded in how the brain works to remember. And so those are the cognitive principles we use to drive very rapid memory, then retention through the way the algorithm works. And the best part is we know exactly when somebody knows something forever. Okay, so this is to stop right there. So how does it know that? So I mean, it's not reading my pulse, right? It's, it's not. Right. What's it, what's it doing without giving away proprietary secrets? Well, so um, I'll, I'll just kind of tell you the basic thing. There is, so there was actually a neuroscience researcher over 100 years ago who tested his own memory and retention over a period of years. And the way he did that was to memorize nonsensical letter and number combinations and then attempt to recall them. And sounds, if That sounds hard just to begin with. My exactly. Goodness. And so he did this over a period of years. And what he discovered was that the average human being, when... Um, when presented information three to five times in a 30 to 45 day period with appropriate spacing between each repetition, what you're trying to do is get the, to the point where the brain is just about to forget something and then represent the information. 
and then do it again right at the point at which the brain is about to forget, present it again. And if you can do you that... build the synapses bigger and bigger at the moment right. that they're fading. So it, it's kind of like... Like muscle training. It is really. muscle. It's like muscle training. So the analogy I often use is for those familiar with, you know, ski hills and snow. If you slide down a ski hill the first time you make a little groove in the snow but by the third or fourth time that you slide down that ski hill in the same spot the groove is much deeper and that's exactly what happens in your brain which is why we often as adults remember our childhood phone number our home address as children it's something called the spacing and the repetition and actually the second cognitive concept called retrieval practice so it so it isn't just presenting information it is actually forcing the individual to retrieve it from their own memory and then if, and then making sure the fresh copy is right there right. to help it exactly and if you can get an individual to retrieve knowledge accurately three to five times in a 30 to 45 day period with the appropriate spacing, you actually don't need to ask that person a question again about it forever. And well, not forever, greater than 90% of the time they will remember long-term. So I had skills. That's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, and, and, no offense. Know. That's just, that's yeah. like mad scientists. Like we figured it out. Here's the key. So we know based on how somebody performs on Exonify and the spacing between which, whether they get it right, wrong, how long it took, all of that, we use all of those data points, apply machine learning to it, AI, and we can extract what the right method and timing and question difficulty and all of those things are person by person. Instead of, so today we'll introduce the concept on Monday, and then Wednesday when everybody works, we repeat it again. It's like, but we may not that might be the best part because they might still be holding it or they really might have needed to hear it again on Tuesday. Exactly. And us as humans are trying to figure it out, right? Exactly. So so what it gets away from is this idea that A, one and done works because it doesn't. B, that people learn at the same pace. They don't. Uh, C, that people... Um, will, in fact, change their behavior if you tell them once to do something. They rarely do. So all of those things are fallacies. And it, it is just not the case that one size fits all learning done once effectively changes enough behavior in the population to matter to your business. So ongoing reinforcement, critical, keeping it short, the brain is only wired to remember four to five key pieces of information in one new setting. Yeah, That's that, it. Which is why we remember the the uh, phone number. We remember the Correct. the street address because right. I can remember as a little kid. I was uh, in first grade, and the teacher was like Bobby, what is your uh, phone number? I didn't know it. I remember the embarrassment moment at that time. Yeah. And then I think she might have told me. Yeah. So when I came home, it's like, oh, I need to learn this, yes. right? So then I looked at the phone number, and I remember as a kid just practicing it in my head because I didn't want to have the experience again. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. So maybe she was more brilliant, but she's like, 
what a nasty thing to do to a little kid. Well, but. and that that's an actually another technique called deep encoding, where you try to elicit an emotional response from the individual around the content, because that also in your brain makes attaches the piece of information to a feeling, to a smell, to a visual that allows you to retrieve it more quickly when okay. you have to know again. All right, so now you've got me going another side. So so should I be using Exonify with like a vanilla candle if I'm teaching something? <laughs> I mean, something now you've got me or you like can. eating an orange. Yeah. It would seem like that'd be something to pioneer because what you're saying is it's about creating a new sensory um, anchor in the brain. Right. So we're right now using visual and yeah. auditory. Yeah. But to your points, I think smell is like the number one sense, it isn't totally it? Right? Is. Taste. We so, should do this. We yeah. should look at this yeah. and say, take an orange or whatever when you're going to do it, and see if that if that skews the algorithm. Yeah, wouldn't that be a fascinating? I don't know if that's a big kind of yeah. podcast, but but from well, what you're saying, it should, right? So it depends if the emotional response that's elicited or the smell or whatever kind of feeling. Right, and makes sense in the context of it sometimes. Um, so, so another kind of example for you, and I often do this with people to convey the concept. So I will say to somebody, um, what is, so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. That is something you know the answer to. Okay. And you're going to need to think about this. So think about this as... Um, I am I'm eliciting information from you that I want you to retain okay. long term. Got it. Okay, so today's Monday. Tell me what you had for dinner last Monday night. Oh, <laughs> oh lordy. Now, what's going on is your brain, I've, I've asked you a question. Your brain is following breadcrumbs back to where you were, who you were with, it was a Monday night. Mine just got so. me the last Monday night what I had. I mean, just last night. And then it's like starting, and then it's like there's too many files to open. Right. Now, I get 